As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hello, welcome to On Farm. This is Monty. And this programme is a partnership with auctioneering firm Harrison and Hetherington. What you're hearing just now is a flavour of our episode recorded this time last year at Kelso Tup Sales. Producer Dave and I had a great but very busy day, rushing around all the pens, trying to chat to as many people as possible and soak up the atmosphere of the sale. I might just get in a bit nearer in case I need to put in a bid here. This is getting nearer the sort of trade he wanted, 900. It's fancy out of the bidding, I expect. Yeah. Yeah. 1,000. Yeah, 1,000. 1,000. 1,000. 1,000. 1,000. 1,000. 1,000. You decided. 1,000. 1,000. We're looking at a different side of things. The sale itself is high energy and super frenetic, but the days and weeks leading up to Kelso are so, so important for the auctioneers selling on the day. They need to do their best to persuade farmers to sell in their rings. It's a process called canvassing. Yes, really, like I have to go around a few farms like and shake a few hands. Um, I've also got to get them to build a bit of confidence in myself to sell them with myself rather than another auction company. If you heard that episode a year ago, you might remember this chat. We caught up with a keen young auctioneer getting his first chance in the big leagues. So I would love to get to, to ring 19 because as a young lad, Andrew Hutchison, this is a massive day for him because he's been given the, the chance to sell at Kelso for the first time. Ring 19, he's going to be in here very shortly. You know, this is a big, big day for the auctioneers, same as for the sellers and the buyers. You know, it's a real honour to be able to show off his skills, I would imagine. We'll hear from him, but I would imagine that. There he is, he's got his gavel yeah. in his back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's Andrew just obviously getting ready to go in. Let's, let's try and see if he's got time for a word to see how he's feeling. When, when are you in, Andrew? Quarter oh. past twelve, I'll be like, uh, all right, all right. How are you feeling? Aye, nervous, like, uh, very nervous. But there's nothing else I can do now, so. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, won't you? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to think so. If I have a bad trade, it's not through lack of trying the day, like, uh, I'm trying my hardest. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should be all right. Should be all right. So we'll soon see. Good. I look forward to being in a beer tent later more than anything, like, uh, so. you'll be fine. We'll be here. We'll get a bit recording of you in the. If box. you buy a tap, I'll be over the moon, like, uh. That was auctioneer Andrew Hutchinson, or Hutch as he prefers to be called, talking to us at On Farm a year ago. 
and I'm pleased to say that Hutch is with me again now here in my truck with the 2022 Kelso Tup sale later this week we thought it was a good time for a catch up on events this time last year I was I was nervous to say the least truth be known it just shows a care a little bit you know yeah, yeah. I'm in the phone to pay 400 I'm in the phone to pay 20 for 20 bit for 50 but you got well. It went well. It went well last year. Truth be known, it was it's a good year to start. In fairness, tops were a good trade throughout the day. Like, yeah. regardless which ring you were in, like you know. So, hopefully, just hopefully have a good year again this year, and just much the same trade again would just be fantastic. And what's what have you got? You're H and H, Harrison and Hetherington, and you've got ring. Personally, I'm in ring nineteen. H and H is the company. We're spread across. A few different rings throughout the day, like ranging from one, which has all a menagerie of breeds in it. A menagerie, you're not allowed to say that. They're blue, blue. blue the best tops in Scotland, <laughs> the UK. They're not a menagerie, are they? <laughs> a mix of all breeds in a that ring, one, right, like, right, uh, right. a mix of all breeds in that ring. You've got your blue Texels and your Border Leicesters, and then as you work your way through up the numbers, like so 14, ring 14's just Suffolk. Yeah. A fantastic show of Suffolk's in that ring, and then right the way up to ring 19, which is myself, like. We've got a tremendous show of Texels forward this year, so if anyone's looking for a Texel top, they'll be more than welcome to come along, and we'll look forward to seeing them. I knew you would want to give a wee <laughs> plug, to be fair. Right, Ring 19 is actually quite interesting. The, the tops that you're going to be selling... I always think it's a ring that like, I would go to because the sellers there tend to be commercial farmers themselves and their tups are the mm. sort that are used to produce prime lambs. It's not the kind of pedigree no. ring, is it? It's quite a, it's quite a good, but they're, they're really it's good a, it's honest a tups. It's a tremendous show of commercial, commercial tups. That's what Don't I'm get me wrong, there will be one or two will go for the stock job itself, yep. like, you know. Yep. But as a whole, like, no, very, very good ring of tups, like, for producing the fat lamb. Yep. All the names in the ring between Ken, a lot of them are from the Bosrels or Wooler catchments, yeah. and all of them on a weekly basis top the markets in both. That's kind of what I would look for personally buying a tup. If I go to the market on a Monday, which I do with these lambs, well, we're just going to have a look at these lambs, but when I go to the market on a Monday, you know, and I get a tremendous price, as you always tell me I get a tremendous price, but you know what I mean? What I look at is what's the key to the success of those that are getting a better price than me and you look at those and you think right they've got really good lambs why have they got good lambs because they've got good stock right i want a bit of that mm. so you go to like ring 19 mm. and you buy tups from these these families these farms mm. and that's maybe a, a key to some success isn't it i know definitely You've got to be confident when you stand in that box in where you start a lot away at in terms of value. Nah. That obviously comes with experience and what have you because, you know, if you start something at... 100 quid and the, and the seller's looking for 500 quid for it or whatever you're never going to no. you know you're not going to keep anyone happy are you no no that's right like that's we, one side of the job that's a struggle at times trying to keep everyone happy of course like yeah, you yeah. know like being cheeky like some yeah. of the farmers is easier <laughs> uh, easier to deal with than others like you know yeah, um, yeah, yeah. certainly when you have a bad trade it can be yeah. a hard job at times I bet like, that. You know? yeah the thing is there's all sorts of reasons for a hard trade I'm sure and unfortunately 
you'll be the first person that often gets lashed out. Aye, no, exactly. I can imagine that. that. Exactly yeah. that, like, aye. These guys, these guys, there's a lot of pressure on their shoulders. There's pressure from the, the vendor because, you know, if your sheep don't make a good trade, you might blame someone else, not yourself. You know, human nature being what it is, first person to shout at might be the auctioneer. If you miss the, if you miss the buyers, if you, if you don't, if you don't, if your eyes are not round about you and you miss the buyers, well, some buyer might not be very chuffed. Because you've actually picked it up quite well. The, the, the patter, the, the patter, right? The, 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 the sing song at the when you're selling. Ah. You can reel it off. It's, yeah. it's a good party trick for a night out, yeah, I tell you. Right, yeah, yeah, bit. These guys, they actually want to be entertainers. They want to be, you know, they want to be up there. It's, it's almost like a big, it's like a, I guess it's like a musician on a big stage. It's like a big gig, you know. He's certainly doing well. He's singing out. They were like rappers and hip hop artists who'd love to have that control over the way they speak. There's the other key there is he's got to know his buyers and he's got to know his sellers as well. And he's going to know, you know, it helps an awful lot. Who you can wind up. It helps an awful lot who you can wind up. It helps an awful lot if you can, if you build a rapport with a, the buyer. I heard him say Duncan there, I don't know who Duncan is, but he's, he's trying to say, come on Duncan, come on, it's, you know, keep him going. If that, if that gets an extra 50 quid out of Duncan, well, fair play to him, you know, everyone's happy. I would say he's playing a blinder, isn't he? Yeah, I would say he's playing a, I would say he's playing a blinder. Say he's doing well. See, this is this is important information to give as well. You know, you'll see the lambs every Monday at Bugsville's. Well, he knows that because that's his market, and he knows the fact that these guys have got a name for selling a good lamb in, in, in Bugsville's market on a Monday morning. To my mind, if you want to sell a good fat lamb, prime lamb, through the market, um, or direct or whatever, then you start off by buying a tap from someone who's already doing that as well. Your neighbour there, across the river there, Ewan Runciman, for example. Yep. He'll be there or thereabouts at the top of the market at Bozzles every week, Clay. Yep. And his stock's all homebred. And his tops, for example, in Ring 19... If you purchase off himself, like you like to think your lambs will head the same direction, like you know. That that's that's what I mean. It's part of the you know. It's it's like the Monday fat stock prime stock. We should say sale is almost a shop window for the 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 tups at Kelso. No, definitely. Yeah, definitely is like definitely is. Do you want to see my uh, shop window? I know. We well, might lambs? as well. Let's go. Right, have we'll have a quick scoot around the field. That'll right? do grand. Grand, right? Belt up. But yeah, there's some hopefully. You'll be quite happy with some of these lambs mm -hmm. when they come your way. No, certainly a bit of shape and style about them, like, you know. See, uh, that one there, look. Mm -hmm. See, just walking up the, the hill there. Well, that'll it's be going a, through your ring as a as a Beltex. We'll sell it as a Beltex. We'll sell it as a Beltex. It's a blue Texel. Well, it is, like. But they're all, I mean, they're all the same, then. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all the same sheep, then, but they're just shapey. No. I found them to be usually a bit later than mm. everything else you know but they've actually come they've come earlier no they're looking very very smart like yeah. in your, your suffix for example have a very bit of strength about them like don't yeah they? yeah you know? last couple of years last year in particular everything was off grass mm. and that was actually the key with these these blue texels they came later mm. they were beautiful lambs you know come mm. you were putting them through and it was they were 10 pounds 
I remember last November, December selling Texels and Suffolks, mm -hmm. and these the blues were always ten pound more mm. more ahead. Mm. Yeah, just they're so shapey. No. Yeah. As long as they've got flesh on the backs, like that's the main yeah, priority. They're yeah, like. yeah, yeah. But certainly this season, weight's paying. And why? Why is why is weight paying? Because this is where we really need to understand where you guys are getting your sort of chat with the buyers and what have you. But why is weight paying? Because we've often been told in the last few years, you know, that you're really looking for that sort of smaller carcass and smaller lamb to give you the smaller carcass and what have you. Whereas all this year. If I'm wanting to get a decent trade from you on a Monday, mm. they've got to be 44, 45 kilos. Mm. No, definitely. But that, that seems to be a bit of a swing from previous years, is it not? It's uh, it's all supply and demand. In previous years, there's been large numbers of heavy lambs coming forward just the way the season went. Ah, uh, right. So scarcity of lighter lambs right. coming forward, right. you see. Okay. This year, for example, there's plenty of lambs coming forward that just maybe just aren't reaching their heavy weights. Right. Just lack of grass, folk are pushing them away early, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, So, so therefore, the ones that, the, the, the heavy ones are more in demand because ah, there's less of them. So supply and demand at the end of yeah, the day, like, ah. Yeah, So actually, the overall supply and demand hasn't changed. There's still, but because the buyers that would, yeah, in a wet year with plenty of grass, there's a whole pile of lambs at 44 kilos. Ah. There's less at the at the smaller mm. weights, so therefore the buyers are paying a bit no. more of a premium for the smaller weights. Mm. I get you. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that, Hutch. No. But you you're obviously you've got an eye for stock and what have you as well, Hutch. I mean you need that in your job, but mm. I can't remember. How how old are you? Uh twenty three now. See, you're only twenty three. Why are you in this you know, what's brought you into auctioneering and why why a career in agriculture is it? Truth be known, grew up I was a farmer's son down at Kelso yep. there, and I've always just enjoyed talking to folk, enjoy being around livestock. Um, and when the opportunity arose, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Like you know, I've always enjoyed the day at the market, someone's daft. Like I enjoy getting my breakfast, having a bit crack with the farmers. And, aye, no, it's a very very good job to be in. Like you know, I'm very do, very lucky. Do you think it's a your your contemporaries at Kelso High School would any of them even have understood what a, a livestock auctioneer is? Or maybe th maybe the ones that would be from farms themselves yeah, yeah, like would yeah. know, but certainly the ones out of the towns, for example, won't have a clue. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know? But it's you know your daily basis and your weekly basis. Mm. It's it's very it's, business orientated. It it's, is like I no, it is like, and it's very varied as well. Like you know, can from your sale days, for example, on the Monday at Bosles or Wooler on a Wednesday, like. To days like this on a Tuesday or non-sale days as a whole, like, you know, out on farms and going around folks' stock and seeing what we can do for folk, like... Canvassing, is that Canvassing, canvassing. Yeah, yep. yep. Looking to market folks' stock to the best of our abilities. Yeah. And help them where, where possible as well. And you just, you, you like all of that, so I do. You, I, fair, yeah. I fair enjoy the crack myself, Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. What's the better days, the sale days or the days canvassing or... A it's a hard one, like, because... Uh, you get an adrenaline rush on the sale days, like, it's good crack, you constantly kept busy, like, truth be known, I probably prefer days out canvassing. But you you're looking forward to Kelso. For oh, example. I'm yeah. looking forward to Kelso, don't get me wrong, yeah. very nervous as I always am, like, but no, looking forward to it. We've got a lot more tops forward this year, last year we had 121 on the ring, this year we're up about 50 odd percent. Oh, we've are got, you? We've got 193 this year, like, right, right. so we had a good year last year and Touchwood folks seem to follow us, so and is that, that's good. Yeah, that's partly on 
based on a good year, but is that also partly on hard work put in on the canvassing? Uh, knocking doors. Aye, I would yeah. say so. Like yeah. aye. Ah, uh, you get a bit thrill of the job, like when you go canvassing, you get a new customer yeah. on board, like yeah. you know. My thing at the moment is, you know, you talk about helping to get the best for your customers and helping to get the best out of the stock and what have you. My issue at the moment is, you know, if we don't get rain, mm. well, this is this field here is the best grass I've got just now oh. for these lambs. But how long is it going to last me? So the dilemma at the moment is, there's a hundred and what is there now? There's 170 in here. Do mm. I keep running them on? Oh. As I normally would. The last few mm. years, everything's gone fat. Do I keep running them on and hope that we get more grass and, the, you know, I can almost keep them on till Christmas mm. time? Or do we say, right, we'll draw more for Monday mm. for for Prime and maybe give you some stores for another... I don't know, when, when are your store sales? Well, certainly we'll have a store sales uh, fortnightly on a Thursday at St. Bozzles there, like, aye, you know. Aye. So they are, yeah, they are every fortnight at the moment. Every fortnight at St. Bozzles, like, what, and we're having some good numbers coming forward, like, you know. What would be the... See, because I never knew, really, you know, usually in the past, if I've sold stores, it's been the lambs that are just probably never going to do, or it's the end of the season, and mm. it's the ones that I need to clear out the weather. Mm. The winter comes in in sort of November, December, and you think, right, they're gone. They're better gone anyway. But if I was to sell stores at this time of the year, and they were sitting around about that sort of almost 40 kilo mark mm-hmm. and what have you, there'll be a trade for that. There will be. No, there certainly is. Like, and unlike ourselves through the east here, like, there's no grass through here, but certainly through west, there's grazing about, yep. like, you know. Yep. Another way they look upon it, like, you get dairy farmers, for example, um, they use it as part of their rotation, having sheep come on, like, yep. So they can justify paying a bit extra for them for that yep. reason, like yep. you know. So no, it's. it's but we, I mean, they'll buy, they'll buy, the sort of forty kilo job in what in the hope of running them for a month, six weeks, run them taking for a them month, forty-five kilos type thing. Yep. No. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like you know. Yeah. What would that get me? About eighty pounds or eighty-five, eighty-six. You're in the eighties, anyways. Yeah. I know certainly. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Because that's the balance, isn't it? It's. Mm. It's. Do you keep running them in the hope of a hundred odd? Mm-hmm. on a Monday prime or do you say right okay some of them will have to go store to make sure I've got enough grass to keep the other ones taking over or whatever I don't know the real priority really should be trying to get grazing for the yows to flush on you're absolutely 100% right and if you sell the lambs now you're looking after your yows for next year yep and you're a crop of lambs next season you're, a, you're um. 100% right that's, that is actually to be honest my biggest dilemma this particular field I wasn't thinking of four yows in the original plan, and I'm still not thinking of four yows. It was yeah. always just to do these lambs. Mm-hmm. But the way it's going, every blade of grass could be a prisoner in October. Mm-hmm. No, so, the ground is very, very barren of water and moisture. Yeah, like. yeah. But no, certainly, it's the way certainly other folk are looking at yeah. the job they're now yeah. like. Yeah. And if they can look after the grazing or what they have left of grazing yeah. to flush the yows on, hopefully they could get. Yeah. Good crop of lambs next year, and that'll hopefully keep the job right. Because to be fair, not when it be too doom and gloom, but it's almost the case that you know if you've not got grass in say October, mm-hmm. you struggle for grass in in Lauderdale no. here anyway. You struggle for grass in the springtime as mm-hmm. well, and that impacts on your lambs for next mm-hmm. year. No, exactly. You know, exactly. kind of the, like the wrong decision made with this at the moment could be impacting on what I've got to sell mm-hmm. you next year. No, exactly, exactly that. Like you know, yeah. Back to you and and your kind of career choice and what have you. What was your route? Because 
you know, we're, we're putting this episode out in September. There's a lot of uh, school leavers and students and what have you wondering what, what their choices are. What, what was your path into this, Andrew? So after, well, grew up as a farmer's son, like I say, yep. I went to college for a year, agricultural college. And you see folk from other walks of life. You know, no, it is. It's it's a good old job, like you know. But you know, you say see folks from other walks of life. You know, would you say an eighteen-year-old listening and thinking, you know, I would like a career in agriculture mm. or the agricultural side of it, or even someone that's not even thought of agriculture mm. but wants to be, you know, in a career dealing with people, mm. meeting folk outside and what have you? Would you recommend? I know, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's very, very hard work, but also very rewarding at the same time. Like you know. And the lifestyle that goes with it, it is, well, it is, it's more a lifestyle than it is a job like, you know. I think just at the moment, I wouldn't like to be young and sort of looking for a job. And there's a lot of a lot of folk unhappy in their work mm. and what have you. I mean, like you, you say this is a great job mm. for getting out and meeting people and mm. just, you know, you seem happy Socialising, yeah. ah, socialising. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I've yeah. seen folk like, you know, it's certainly something folk are pushing forward more and more these days to get out and speak to folk. Yeah, like, yeah, know? yeah. There, look Excuse at that, me. there's the phone, you're forever in demand for chatting to people. <laughs> it's unreal, like, yeah. it's unreal. <laughs> but what about the route in? What did you do? What happened? What was the... So, uh, there was a job advertised in the Scottish Farmer, um, applied for it, had an interview, and I was the unfortunate soul that got the job in the end, like, uh, no, no. Because um, that, that, but that was at, at Bosles, at as, Saint as Bosles, a trainee, like, basically. Trainee yeah. at St. Yeah. Bosles Auction Market, yeah. like, you know, yeah. so, no, and, uh, well, that's me. Five years come October, I've been there now, like... Is so. that right? Aye, it's been good. So There's plenty of opportunities in the job, like... In terms of that and opportunities and what have you, are you... I mean, I, I, I've I, dealt with you now for probably the whole five years, Aye. maybe. Am I, am I... I'm not still dealing with a trainee. Well, I've never thought of you as a trainee. I've always <laughs> thought you were great, but are you fully fledged now? Is that how it works? Or? It's a funny old job, like... So I've never been to Harper... Yeah, eventually get sent to Harper Adams to do a course in um, auctioneering appraisals, okay. like... It's basically the idea of that is um, basically gives you the right to do independent valuations for ah, insurance yeah, yeah. jobs yep, and so on, yep, like yep, for legal yep, reasons. Yep, yep. You've got to have qualification and, and yep. letters behind your name, like you know. Yep. However, to be an auctioneer yourself, like it's more just speaking to folk, like yeah, is the main yep, part yep, of the job, like yep. you know. And as long as you're happy and confident to speak to folk, you'll go far, like you know. Well, on that note, let's hope that Kelso rolls well for you. Hopefully so, like hopefully so, so. No, it'll soon be done and dusted, like, you know, but like I say, we've got a bit build-up to do before it, like, and try and get as much yeah. canvassing done for it, like, yeah, see, yeah. see if we can get as many buyers as possible yeah. forward. Well, that's the plan, isn't it? That's what you want to do, get as many as many buyers there for a start, but as many mm. potentially around mm. your ring. No, exactly, exactly that. Just, just tell me again, ring 19? Ring 19, there's a whole array of rings under the bracket of H&H, like I say. You've got ring 1, which has the whole mix of breeds in it, like... Mm-hmm. Border Leicesters and Blue yep, Texas, yep, for example. Yep, like. yep. We've got the Bell Texas and another ring there. You've got Suffix and I think it's, I can't even mean just the top of my head, I think it's Ring 8 and Ring 14. I should right. really know that no, no, a lot yeah. better than I do. Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. How many taps are forward for that? 100, 193, 193. For, for Ring 19. Like, uh, be really good to see them. I look forward to seeing them. Aye, yeah, no, we'll look forward to that on Friday. Right, thank you very much, Hutch. No bother at all, Monty. Okay. We'll see you later on. Yeah, good man. Cheers, cheers great to spend a bit of time with Hutch and I hope he has another good day in the ring at Kelso this coming Friday and I hope you have a good day of your going 
and I hope the trade does well if you're selling and that you get the right tips if you're buying. The episode we recorded at Tup Sales last year was good fun and really captures the spirit of the day. So do go back and find it in the On Farm podcast feed if you haven't already listened. He's come out of the box. You feel like giving him a round of applause. <laughs> hey, well done. Thank you very much. Are you pleased? I think so, anyways. I think you did brilliantly. It's gone better than expected, like, uh. Oh, jeez, you did brilliantly. Especially at the end there, you had the meeting at your hands. I know, it was good fun, like, at the end, like, uh. You must have pulled most of them out over a thousand pounds. And you had some of those buyers, you had them working. So that was so really well done. Go in the end, like, uh, we had a good go go, like, at the end. So, yeah. no, things went well. Have a good pint. No, thank you very much, and we'll hopefully see you back again. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Good man. You did great, Andrew. Well done. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. Thank you. Big thanks to Harrison and Hetherington for coming on board as sponsors for this episode. And your usual reminder, On Farm is made by our team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. That's it from me, and bye for now.